Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast with Chuck Carringer, where we discuss what successful leaders are doing, saying, and thinking. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Upside Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Carringer. Our guest today is Mary Beth Hudson. Mary Beth is the Executive Director of the Smart Factory Institute. Mary Beth, welcome to Leadership Upside. Thank you. Well, Mary Beth, let's start off, first of all, as we begin our conversation, what is the Smart Factory Institute? Okay, so the Smart Factory Institute is a public-private partnership. It's operated by Peak Performance Incorporated, and it's located at the Volkswagen Academy in Chattanooga. It provides, uh, basically what we're doing is we're providing a year-round networking, knowledge, and event platform with well-known companies specializing in smart production technology. And um, really what we're doing is it's an opportunity for the technology providers, the manufacturers, and educational institutions to collaborate in adopting industry 4.0 technology. How exciting. Um, of course, as, as we're uh, recording this podcast, um, the Institute is just getting close uh, to opening. What an exciting time uh, for you to be on the ground floor of leading this initiative. Um, if you would walk us through uh, how the Smart Factory Institute went from concept, this grand vision that you've discussed, to preparing to open on October 1st, 2021, which of course happens to be National Manufacturing Day. I doubt that was a coincidence, by the way. Uh, it, it, it seems like some pretty good planning on someone's part to um, launch this grand initiative on National Manufacturing Day. How did it go from the concept to reality? Okay, so I mentioned that it's a public-private partnership, and the partners include, obviously, Volkswagen as being part of Volkswagen Academy, also the, the Tennessee Manufacturers Association and the Tennessee Chamber of Commerce are partners. We're part of a global network of academies through Deutsche Messe, headquartered in Hanover, Germany. And then we also have partnerships with uh, University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, the Industrial and Organizational Psychology Department. Really what happened to make all of this kind of gel is through a lot of um, interactions, through roadshows and communications with manufacturers, primarily in Tennessee, we had some surveys uh, in the 2018, early 2019 timeframe, really asking manufacturers, what do you need to be able to be competitive globally in, in your manufacturing operations? And um, really, the, the responses that we had were 92% of our manufacturers were con considering investment in smart factory technology, but the majority of those really didn't have a roadmap. Um, they, they wanted to have gains in productivity, quality, reliability, and utilize smart technology to achieve those goals, but um, had some barriers with respect to really knowledge of what is available 
and and how to implement this technology and also uh, barriers with respect to a skilled workforce to be able to interact with this new technology. So um, taking that feedback uh, and in collaborating with Deutsche Messe, who is a, a proven um, leader in these uh, academies, the idea was to create the Smart Factory Institute as, as a place that could help with those collaborations between the technology partners, the manufacturers that will be using that technology, and also educational institutions in helping with the training. It's a super cool concept to bring that uh, number of stakeholders from different perspectives to the table and all collaborate. Um, on one initiative. Mary Beth, uh, if you would explain a little bit more about smart technology to those of us who occasionally go into a manufacturing facility, and perhaps we have a model of manufacturing that that um, isn't a, quote, smart factory. We have a, a, a view of that. We've been in facilities. We've seen factories at work. What would be the difference in a smart factory than maybe a traditional manufacturing facility? You know, maybe one of the easiest things for people to, to think about is if you think in relationship to driving your car. If you think of what your interface was to your car, say, 10, 15 years ago, you, you had a, an automatic vehicle and you had a radio and, of course, you had all of the safety equipment. Today's cars, you have uh, blind spot information, you have almost autonomous driving, you have where it will automatically accelerate or decelerate depending on how close you are to vehicles in, in front of you. That similar type of advancement has also occurred in manufacturing and on the shop floor. So whereas a lot of these activities previously were all done by humans, now there's a lot of um, robotics. Um, we have a lot of systems integrations, whereas individually, uh, separately, you had separate uh, in workstations that didn't talk to each other. Now everything is, is integrated so that you can be more productive. Um, there is cloud-based computing. There's big data and analytics. Uh, there's predictive systems and predictive maintenance systems. Um, you think about uh, virtual reality or augmented reality where there are um, really machine learning to help assist with the manufacturing processes. All of those are new technologies that we're talking about. That was helpful and um, went much further than I even had a, a vision for in my mind, uh, the degree of technology. That's fascinating. Um, and I can't wait to, at some point, uh, visit the uh, Smart Factory Institute and see for myself uh, what's going on. Mary Beth, let's transition a bit to leadership. And you are launching a very large initiative. And that's a aspect of leadership that some leaders have had the opportunity uh, to be a part of. Uh, they've started a, a location for their company, or they've uh, launched a new department or, or an initiative, the, the size and scope that you are at Smart Factory. But it's also 
an opportunity that many leaders haven't experienced. What's it been like from a leadership perspective? And especially, what's been the most challenging components of launching this initiative? Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have many stakeholders and each of the stakeholders have a slightly different expectation and a slightly different um, need from the Smart Factory Institute. And uh, what this role really is, is challenging me to do is to collaborate with all of the external partners, the technology partners, manufacturers, the various uh, industry associations, various chambers of commerce, uh, educational institutions, and, and make sure that what we deliver satisfies the interests of all the parties. Well, that sounds like that will, will be uh, quite a challenge because as, as uh, leaders know that uh, as you add stakeholders, there's a lot of great benefits that come from that. You get a collaborative strength uh, that is stronger than if it were just one uh, organization or, or a group that was leading it. But as you mentioned, uh, there are a number of perspectives that these partners bring to the table. And so uh, I'm sure that has been challenging. Mary Beth, as I understand it, a component of the Smart Factory Institute is to help manufacturers develop their teams. How will you go about that? Yeah, so one of the really exciting pieces of the Smart Factory Institute is our collaboration with University of Tennessee Chattanooga's Industrial Organizational Psychology Program. Um, so what, what we have heard from our manufacturers is that they need help in developing their teams. Some things that they have seen is that with some of the changes in the workplace, um, they're hiring or promoting from within, but they're needing to have to ad address changes in their workforce very quickly. Um, there is new technology out there. People are, are changing jobs frequently, either from retirements or just with the natural uh, changes that are occurring these days. Uh, we have different generational values that influence the way training is effective with the different work groups. And so um, they've really asked for needs assessments uh, to improve and help develop the training of their employees. Uh, also, they've asked if there are ways that they can accelerate some of the training, especially the technical training, so that it's more effective. And uh, we're working with the UTC Industrial Organizational Psychology Group to develop some of the best practices for training these workers. And uh, one of the first things that they are, are working on is developing some of these needs assessments and some of these assessments to gauge whether or not the training is effective. Mary Beth, you're, you're um, just incredibly close to the manufacturing world, that space. Um, and currently, as I listen to some of my clients discuss their challenges one of, one of the challenges that seems to be fairly abundant right now is staffing. How are we going to staff um, our team 
to provide uh, the product uh, that we've committed to provide, uh, how we're going to fill orders. Uh, any, do you see anything on the horizon that would bring some hope to small business uh, owners who are facing the same challenge? Uh, just about everywhere you go these days, you see people who are expressing whether it's you got to eat tonight or or um, wherever. Um, people are expressing a, a challenge with with uh, staffing their team fully, and I think it's especially prevalent in manufacturing. What are you seeing uh, on the horizon with regard to staffing? So it's interesting. There are really two things at play because uh, I have seen estimates that with the growth of manufacturing, we expect to have over 4 million manufacturing jobs needed in the next 10 years and only an available workforce of about 2 million to fill those jobs unless we do something differently. So that's that's staggering. Uh, a few things that will help are some of the new technologies that we're talking about, some of these advanced smart technologies that will not necessarily replace workers, but make workers more productive so that we can fulfill our our requirements for those manufacturing um, outputs and the, the manufacturing jobs. We can satisfy that need with a, maybe a, a less um, smaller workforce, but also one of the things that is very, very important is the ability to quickly train workers to be able to perform the jobs because we're seeing a very transient workforce. So uh, one of the things that we are planning working with the local community colleges is to work on micro certifications where we can, instead of having someone that is enrolled in a, a program that might be one or two years for a certificate or an associate's degree, maybe we can have something that is in a matter of days or weeks be able to train a worker to have a micro certification on a very specific technical topic, and they will be able to fill that gap immediately. What an opportunity uh, for people uh, who desire uh, work in the manufacturing space. It sounds like there's opportunity for for someone to become well-trained, as you're alluding to, train quickly, and potentially be able to advance in their career because there is such a need uh, currently and in into the future. When you think about, um, we may need 4 million uh, workers in the future, and it looks like uh, there's about 2 million who are who are potentially ready to step into that. Uh, what an opportunity for people who are wanting a career and potentially uh, a career where they could advance. Mary Beth, you've, you've been a longtime organizational leader. Uh, this isn't your first uh, leadership role. I'd like for you, if you would, to share four or five of your most deeply held beliefs about leading others. Well, the uh, the number one belief uh, with respect to leadership is trust. It's the foundation of any business success, and it it 
it's really earned. It's built on a demonstrated character and incompetence as well. But you really have to have trust in an organization to enable open communication, empowerment, collaboration, creativity, which will ultimately lead to the results that an organization wants. Fantastic. Has there been a any aspect um, in the newness of the Smart Factory Institute? How have you gone about building that trust with key stakeholders during a time where getting together face to face is more challenging than perhaps it's it's ever been uh, in in uh, business history? How have you gone about building that trust? Well, uh, yeah, communication is absolutely key. Uh, fortunately for me, I have been in a, uh, a manufacturing position in, in the area for the last five years, and that has helped because I already have had some relationships with some different uh, industrial organizations and in business organizations. So that has been helpful, but certainly there are a lot of individuals that um, are, are new to me and I'm new to them. So being able to reach out and even though maybe we can't meet face-to-face, sit down in person, we can utilize some of the, the tools that we have with technology today, like Zoom, where I can still look at somebody and have a face-to-face conversation with them, even though we're not in the, the same room. And um, in establishing that cadence of routine open communication has been very, very important. Fantastic. Mary Beth, is there anything else you'd like to mention today? I think that uh, yeah, one of the one of the things that I would just like to um, reinforce is that manufacturing today is not the same manufacturing that it was fifty years ago. in In the past, manufacturing really relied on a lot of physical labor and uh, in the in the current state and in the future manufacturing really relies on a lot of mental lifting a lot of of troubleshooting a lot of problem solving and will uh, involve a lot of technology and being able to interface with the technology and process information to be able to execute the the jobs well said. Sounds like the uh, the timing of the uh, launch of the Smart Factory Institute couldn't be better. Mary Beth Hudson, Executive Director of the Smart Factory Institute, thank you for being on Leadership Upside. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leadership Upside, where we discuss what successful business leaders and diverse organizations are doing, saying, and thinking. Today, our guest has been Mary Beth Hudson. Till next time on Leadership Upside, I'm Chuck Carringer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. Head over to chuckcarringer.com for more information.